from worlds beyond to write at the gaming table. These are all my fantasy children. To all my fantasy children, my name is Aaron Catano Sayas. And my name is Jeff Stormer. And this is All My Fantasy Children. It's a character creation, world building, and storytelling podcast where each week <laughs> or every episode, we take your listener submitted <laughs> prompt and we spin it into a, an original fantasy character, world detail, myth, legend, cool fantasy idea. To use it to populate a fantasy universe we call fantasy. It's the best show. That rules. That's a great show. It's a great premise. Um, and this week is no, like no other. But first, we like to talk about things that are getting us excited this week. Or just something nice. Uh, what, like, what is your... Let, let's try a new thing. What's your bright spot this week? Let's be like a preschool class. What's my bright spot this week? I had a great... Um, as you know, my I think we talked about this last episode because it was free early enough that I was able to talk about this, but my birthday was last week. Yep. It was great. Did you do anything fun? Did you do anything fun? I did. I had a... Jen made me a lovely birthday dinner. Ooh. I had a duck confit and a mint chocolate Fuck. chip cheesecake, Jesus all, all made from scratch. It was fantastic. <laughs> wow. Uh, we had I had that. Then, let's see, what else? I, obviously, I had the day off on my birthday because I don't work on my birthday. That is a hard and fast rule that I have. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> and I had, uh, let's see, the other big thing was uh, one of my favorite movies in the world. Like, uh, our local our local nonprofit theater uh, got a copy of my one of my favorite movies in the world so i got to watch the 1984 rock and roll fable streets of fire on the yep. big screen as it was intended i saw that movie last year for the first time it is so <laughs> what like it's I wild was, it's wild, wild is the word for it <laughs> i was very unprepared for how absolutely batshit it is wild is the word for it it's like the fact that the lead actor is not good in it makes the oh, whole thing better. Like He's just not not good. He is like, it is like one of the worst performances of all time. And like, like it truly elevates the whole movie because you have what is only, a, what is legitimately a murderer's row of like <laughs> people that like, when I say like the movie is, it's Willem Dafoe, it's Rich, it's not Richard Dreyfuss, it's uh, Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis. It's Diane Lane. Richard Dreyfus. Richard Dreyfus. On the streets of I. <laughs> it's Rick Moranis. It's Willem Dafoe. It's Diane Lane. It's Amy Madigan. It is like all actors that like would become huge. Like there's a shocking amount of Oscar caliber talent in this movie. All like working their asses off to sell this very strange premise. <laughs> and it it's is, great. I yeah, love it, it with all of my heart. I will say, if you have not seen Streets of Fire, I believe it's on HBO Max, if you've I never seen it, it before. Is. And it's cursed content of it the rules. highest degree. I fucking love it. It rules. It's, it rules. If you don't know what it is, it's like an action musical and a high octane 80s action It is musical? a 1984. It is like a 1984 homage to 50s rock and roll. It's got the music by Jim Steinman, who was the songwriter for for Meatloaf and for a bunch of uh, wrote "Whisper Down the Lane" with Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> Just I'm sorry of all the of all the things <laughs> that one. That's everyone at home is gonna go. Ah, yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Right, sure. Whisper down the lane. It's on oh, like sure, every sure. time I'm in the car for my commute, I, I put that on. Pass me the what's the HDMI? No, what's the old cord? Pass me the aux cord. I gotta put on whisper down the lane. Yeah, you know, whisper down the lane. Anyway, that's been that anyway, was my that was my week. It was your great spot. I'm just real energized. I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm just excited. I'm happy. I'm in a great place. I'm feeling awesome. the feeling the magic. I'm ready to make some magic happen here today. 
I'm, I don't know why I ended awesome. that like a like an ESPN talking head <laughs> no, interview. I, I hope you do every time now where I want it like given like a sportscaster type thing. You know, and we're I'm, just gonna we're gonna go out, you know, Aaron, we're gonna hit the we're gonna hit the court, we're gonna we're gonna turn on the microphones, we're gonna give it our heart, we're gonna give it our determination, we're gonna go out there, we're gonna give hundred ten percent, feeling really good. We got a long season ahead of us, but today's the day that we really show the fans why we're here. We show the fans that we're committed and we're taking this all the way to a championship ring. We're excited to be here, happy to be here, it's time to hit the court. Yeah, we're going to give it all we got, you know, that's or it's someone who's very not personable on like sports television who is like, we're going to give it what we have and we're going to play the game. Those are the gonna, best. When it's like, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to do the sport. I don't know what you want me to I'm say right to now. I'm play that sport you mentioned. I'm going to I'm going to do that. I'm that's my job. I love it. What about you? Um, my bright spot is uh, last week on Tuesday, that was a week ago, I went randomly. My dad was like, do you want to go to the Little League World Series in Williamsport, Pennsylvania? I am genuinely so happy that you did the, that you did this, that you got to do this. Like yeah. there is no one in my life that I would be more, I'm more excited to know that went to the Little League World Series oh. than my dear friend Aaron Catano was I. <laughs> So, listener, I was a big baseball kid. I fucking loved baseball. Like, Little League, I played through high school, not through high school. Because, fun fact, I Troy Bolted my senior year and I quit to do the musical. But anyway, um, baseball was like my life. Oh, my God. And Little League youth sports, especially baseball, hold a special place in my heart because of the very top-notch, happy, joyful experience that I had. And my dad and I were always like, we should go to the Little League World Series, but it's far as fuck. It is a three-hour drive from mm-hmm. Mount Holly uh, to Williamsport. Yeah. So we went and we got a hotel. We just went on a Tuesday, so it wasn't busy. We got to watch. We only watched the uh, uh, international games because the rules of the Little League World Series are really weird. Hey, listener, here's a fun, weird, dated thing for you. Uh, initially, the American teams play the American teams only. And the international, with my finger quotes, play each other and so it's a really weird system where the American regions, like we are, uh, we're considered, well, Jersey is Jersey, Connecticut, New York, Rhode Island is Metro. You're, I think, Mid-Atlantic. But huh. anyway, all of these regions, like West, Southeast, they whittle each other down until it's the final. So Americans only play Americans. Meanwhile, like Japan, uh, the Caribbean, Australia, all of the non-American regions whittle each other away in almost like a separate tournament. And then they play against usually the Americans at the end. It's so weird. Such a strange, but- such a strange layout. I know. it's I know. So, but anyway, we watched all non-American games. It was fucking awesome. It's just, it was nice to see uh, happy children, to be honest. Like, 12-year-olds having genuine joy because oh, they're, on, they're on a stadium. Have you ever watched it on TV? Yeah, it's great. I was, watching, so it last, I was watching it last week. It rules. Yes, it rules. It, it's so fun. It's so cute. Next time it's on TV, listener, just watch, like, one game. Uh, you will be delighted to watch like really happy 12 year olds it's having fun. the time of their lives. It's fun. It's really, really fun. And the uniforms are cool. Like, so the merch store is my is my happy place because you can buy any of their jerseys, you can buy any of their swag, and it says what town they're from. That's cute. So That's I cute. It was really cute. But that was my high point. Then I went to Buffalo Wild Wings for the first time in my life. Uh what an experience. <laughs> It was the Williamsport of Pennsylvania, Buffalo Wild Wings at like 930 next to the Hampton is a quality experience that I shan't be forgetting. This episode brought to you by the Williamsport Buffalo Wild Wings right next to the Hampton Inn. Go ahead and stop by. They'll let you move the chairs around at the table. They'll let you move the chairs around at the table and they'll keep the toilet paper in the freezer for you when you're ready. Uh, uh, but anyway, we have a prompt this week that we're going to use to create an original fantasy concept, and it's going to slap real hard. Um, and I have it for you, and I'm excited. This prompt comes to us from our beautiful Discord server and the prompt submission channel, King and Commoner. Prompt. This sword is brittle, and it can't hold an edge. It won't let you use any magic, but it is still the sword of a ruler. That is That is sick. That is sick as fuck. I love... A legendary mythical weapon, and this seems like it is no different. So, my question for you is, initial thoughts, 
I I have an initial thought. Okay. And I want to know how far afield of the origin of the how far afield of the literal interpretation of the prompt do you want to go today? Like if it you mean a ruler as in like a measuring tool, no, no. I'm unplugging my microphone. No, no, no. I promise I'm not going that route, Aaron. Okay. I am just I'm doing what we do here on the show a little bit, yeah. which is we take things from the air and what if it's a sports team? I mean, I I'm in I am in. I am in. Um, the, sell me. What, what do you mean? Like, I'm, well, and part of it, this is, and, you know, like I said, peeling back the curtain, talking about the stuff that's swirling in our head, hearing you talk about the Little League World Series, right? Yeah. And, like, the joy and energy of that. Like, that's got me in a, that's got me in a headspace. And, like, I've already been in for, like, uh, Aaron, like, Aaron, Aaron will laugh knowing this, but, like, I'm in my sports era now. Like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a sports appreciator now. It's fun. Uh, I used to be a big sports ball guy. Aaron can attest to this. But like I, I, I now live with an adequate amount of shame over that fact. It's okay. Um, we but, all do. We all do. But like I'm really specifically in a baseball mood in particular. Go Phils. It seems like we're gearing up for another red October. And like I, I almost fucking choked. And I was taking a sip of water. I almost. <laughs> it's just funny hearing you say it. <laughs> um, uh. but like I'm thinking, and it doesn't necessarily need to be. Like we can go in a different direction, but like there is something sports-like in the air that I am feeling today is, I guess, what I'm pulling at. Like, it doesn't necessarily need to be a literal sports team, but, like, there's an energy, even if it is a sports movie vibe energy, like, there's a vibe in the air that I'm chasing after. Okay, I have a pitch for you, then. Um, Because I like the idea of sports. Uh, I I would like to have a sport episode, if that's okay. Yeah. However, I would like to mix in some shit. Do it. Back in the day, we have mentioned that uh, fantasy softball is a mm-hmm. ma- it is the sport it's of the fantasy. Sport. It's the sport. And the um, dragon was it the bottom? The, the bottom of the dragon the, are for sure the, the bottom. The Iron <laughs> Hill. I can't remember what. Or were the Iron Hill the bottom booms? Oh shit! Well, Iron Hill and Dragon used to play. They had, they a, had, like they a, had a legendary rivalry, rivalry of of softball. I remember this. Uh, the the fjord the the wizards of the fjord, the broken fjord. I believe they were the broken fjord oh, the wizards. Shattered, were all, the shattered yeah. fjords. Yes, the yeah. shattered the shattered fjord wizards were also a famous team. Yeah, like Wiz Kid and all that. Like it's the sport. It's the shit. It's amazing. I want to say that when fantasy softball was first like played back in the days of like Arthur and blah blah blah, all that bullshit. They used to use fucking magic. Oh, for they sure. They used to like you know uh, basically like juice the bats, juice themselves, be super strong. It was basically the steroid era of baseball that we know with like Mark McGuire. You know, but basically they weren't using like natural talent. They were using like fucking like strength spells and shit and like cloak magic. I want to take this even a step further. Okay. (laughs) Uh, You've compared it to the to the steroid era of baseball, which I think is a fair like starting point. But I also want to throw in a twist. We've never explained what softball is like. I know. We never discussed if it's the same. It could just be magic. What do you mean? Like. Like, like there's no balls and bats or like what I mean is specifically like the vibe that I'm imagining is the softball that we know amplified into into a sports anime with with magic. Okay, yeah. Like Goku then playing uh, baseball, but actually using their powers. Yeah, like that. That shit rules like that shit rules like the idea of. Of soft of like softball of, of sport being magic enhanced as a as a positive thing in terms of magic just pushes the thing to because we've talked about magic a lot before like the, the the aspects of making magic are believing very strongly in something are putting a lot of care into an act activity or like craft these all apply to sport very specifically. And so the idea that like you are busting out magic as somebody and the idea of being an athlete and putting that work and mastering a skill and an activity to a point where you unlock literal magic in doing so. Yes. Is sick to me. I, I agree with you. 
I am with you. I like the idea. So an important part of most sports, especially baseball, is like a weird mythical timeline where like we described like Babe Ruth's era as like the dead ball era. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, there's all these different eras. I would like to say that there once was an age where it was a magic sport, but this sword is brittle and can't hold an edge. It won't let you use any magic, but it is still the sword of a ruler. Someone kind of made a, maybe there's a special field, like a literal, like a softball field where you can go to play softball the way we know it, sans magic. And it's because this person made this arena for like a gladiatorial battle of non-wizard softball, like classic, you know, us playing Mm -hmm. fucking softball. So there is a place or is it all over the world? Did someone end that era because something bad happened? (sighs) Or is it just someone, is this a Casey at bat thing and this, this, this blade is actually a mythical bat that someone won a championship with because they had no without using magic. I'm, I'm and it's pulling, the sword of the ruler. I'm pulling on a lot of the sword of the ruler is great, and I love like that is a great name for a baseball bat, right? Oh, the sword of the ruler is. It's like if Babe Ruth's bat was still around, like even fuck Babe Ruth, but like, <laughs> but like you know, a mythical. It's it's like Homer's bat. It's, I was, it's I was literally bat. about it's to say Wonder it's bat. Wonder Bat. It's Homer Simpson's it was Wonder struck Bat by lightning, and it made a homemade <laughs> bat. Um, the Sword of the Ruler is a homemade bat that is legendary. And what I maybe want to, I'm going to take all your, I'm going to take all the things that you threw out and kind of swirl them around. Okay. Because I got something. I'm 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 chewing. I'm chewing on this. I'm chewing on it very specifically. What if, what if the era, because like we talk about like the dead ball era and we talk about like, you said it really nicely where the dead ball era like is also the Babe Ruth era, right? We talk about it in terms of like a singular talent and we do, you know, this is true of a lot of art forms, right? There is a singular talent who's so, who does something so iconic that it simply it become like that the 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 era that follows takes on their takes on their characteristics. Yes. What if the ruler was? What if this? What if the era in question was the was an era of an era of non magic? Like, what if it was a non magical era that was spearheaded by just one player that was so mm. good? Like just pure, Being pure the skill. Of, yeah, yeah. Like dominating the wizards, not using fucking magic. Yeah, I, 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 I've talked about this before on the show, but like uh, the second, uh, I, I, I'm thinking of like, I'm thinking of very much of like a Magic Johnson almost, right? Like the idea that like when Magic Johnson hit basketball, shit changed <laughs> dramatically. Yeah, yeah. and it's that a idea, definitive moment, like that idea of like a style of play came with. Magic Johnson, you see it, you see it the same thing with Michael Jordan, where it's just like somebody arrives that is so specific that like the 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 sport around them takes notice. Yeah. And yeah. that is, I think, the vibe of the ruler is just like, you know, uh, <laughs> again, and also pulling on the pulling on the thread that you laid out earlier, I uh, get the vibe, the vibe of. Yeah, I, I go. I go out and I do my job. I don't. This isn't like what. Like, what kind of magic are you gonna are you gonna bring out? I'm gonna hit the ball. I'm gonna hit that what fucking. Are you, what are you flaming wh- lightning ball that's <laughs> yeah. flying at me? I'm gonna hit it with a stick and I'm gonna send it over the fence. Like, oh, yeah. I'm fucking playing softball, bro. I'm playing softball. I don't know what you <laughs> want me to do here. I am playing softball. <laughs> it's it's almost as if like it's like when you talk to non nerdy people about fantasy. They're like, um. I, I throw a spell at him. I don't fucking know. What do you want me to Like, if you ever get a non-nerd person to uh, describe, like, a, an action in a tabletop RPG, like D&D or something, they'd always be like, I don't know, I hit it. Like, I, I <laughs> that's, that's the energy. <laughs> there is, like, a very frequent thing that I always laugh at when people talk about professional wrestling and talk about, like, matches in particular. They're just like, I don't know, I'd pull out a gun. Like, what do you, like... <laughs> what, what do you want? Like, I'd be like, oh, like, it's a hardcore match. You can bring any weapon. And they're like, well, then I'm going to bring a gun. Like, I, there's that very, like, bluntness of, like, cutting through the the illusion and the pageantry that I think this character, that the ruler, 
uh, brings to the table and is very, very fun to me. <laughs> okay, then I will say uh, a, a, a big lore note then about old school magic bait. We'll call it magic softball, like the magic era. Yeah, the magic in, in, era. In the magic era, they sucked. <laughs> they were not good at softball. Oh, they relied so it heavily was, on it magic. Was, it was a thing that, like, you practice, like, you know what I mean? Like, you put in the practice. <laughs> And then the magic did the rest of the, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, like they had no idea of, but I would say go even further of like, not so much just letting magic do the work. It's much deeper of like, even after that, they were still like the, when the ruler came, they all got rolled by like one That's person. the thing. Like, it's just, it is, it is like, it, there is, so I, I gotta pull in the other big softball episode that we've played, that we've talked about. Is this fucking, is, <laughs> stupid Penny Mudbug? Is this where does Penny like in terms of 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 timeline? We had said Penny Mudbug was like the peak of the Iron Hill Dragon rivalry. Is yeah. that are they are these two active at the same time? Is this sort of a next era after Penny? Like where are we putting this in a timeline? Okay, then th- this is I think where things can get spicy because Penny Mudbug is very much a Babe Ruth character. Yeah. And the, those who have come before, like after Babe Ruth, know that like if Babe Ruth were to play today, motherfucker would never <laughs> touch would, the ball with a bat. He, would get, a he years. would get he would get wrecked. <laughs> oh my god, he would be like starting bench warmer for the local fucking high school. Yeah, that's a hot take. But I don't give a fuck. It's true. He'd be ass. It, that is it's that always sunny quote of like of like Babe Ruth's the all time. He's really not. <laughs> And it's very funny to me when that reality, like everybody, mythic, mythic stuff in baseball is so obnoxious because some it's the whole sport is based on fucking fishing stories of like, oh, I know so and so hit it out of the Babe Ruth, hit it out of the stadium. You're like, it's like 600 feet with dead ass baseball and a shitty bat. Like, no, it's not happening. Like, so anyway, I like the idea that Penny Mudbug is very much Babe Ruth, where an important figure or like, you know, Lou Gehrig, all these fucking figures of the olden days, Honus Wagner. But for their era, gods. But for the modern era, couldn't play in a thousand years because the game has evolved. I like the idea that what the, the person we are seeing, who is known as the ruler or a ruler, it, it could just be like it's the sword of a ruler. This is a person who dominated the sword. The, the, the bat was known as the ruler. Is the person also known as that as well? I feel like the ruler is such a good baseball nickname. It is. It I'm is. thinking... <laughs> You were mentioning old baseball players' names, and I pulled up Honus Wagner, Cap Anson, Mordecai Three Finger Brown. <laughs> oh, old baseball names may be the – if you're ever looking for your next fantasy uh, NPC listener, go to old-timey baseball names, and you will not – Jeff, can you hit me with a few? Uh, well, the three that I've got in front of me are the members. Let me see if let me see if uh, let me see if Burns names if he names any others on his team. Honus Wagner, Cap Anson, and Mordecai Three Finger Brown. Uh, sir, most of those players have retired and, in fact, are dead. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, old timey baseball player names. The for- the forty great. So this is from Burrow Bible. The forty greatest names in the history of Major League Baseball. I will just give you one. Boots Poffenberger. Um, okay. <laughs> so, yeah. just for an example. Anywho, this is the person who changed the game. At, like, So the Penny Mudbug retires. You know, running the bases is written. People are chasing Penny Mudbug. And then in that absence, there's an era in softball that needs filling. You know, it's pretty much like when they outlawed, when they cracked down on steroids, there was like a weird void in baseball where like everybody was bad. <laughs> so I'm, that's <laughs> true. I'm imagining this is kind of like Penny Mudbug retires and people are playing, but there's a new, is there a new school of thinking or is it just one fucking person? What's more interesting? What is interesting to me is, is two things. Cause I want to get back to, I want to get back to what you were initially described. Like, I, I like the idea, and I think I want to. I want to end somewhere in the middle of our two ideas because I think that there are three distinct eras that I'm seeing. There's the the magician's era. Okay, I love where that. You were where you were. It was magic. It was show. It was showmanship. It was. It was. It was big. It was flashy. It was. This was the the glory, the glory, you know, the big glory era of like of of shit was all lights and magic and and smoke yep. and mirrors. Then there's the ruler era. 
this is this is the this is the and and there is an entire school that follows. Let me let me roll us for some pronouns. That's a six. They them. So we'll give them a name later. But the ruler comes out and there is a school that follows them. Right. Like there is a you know, you see in the same way that like when in the same way that um, you see this school of performers who study Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, um, any of the, the baseball stars of the nine, like uh, of McGuire and Sosa, you watch like schools of people follow them of like, these are the people that I studied. These are the people that made me want to play the sport. Yeah, they like lead. They lead kind of like new styles and approaches to the sport because they change it by existing. Yeah. And that's why the ruler's the ruler. And then I think the third thing that happens is because because all sport is in some way a cycle that happens again and there is an era of there is there is an also a modern era of magic of like blending magic with like raw physics like there's that idea that like it is it is you are so skilled that you are becoming magic yeah grows into like an entire third separate era that is distinct okay. from the from the ruler era and distinct from the magician's era this is what i really like because the magician's era we said they're bad at softball meaning like when i say like when we're discussing timelines here comes the lore stuff from our show kids um, when we discuss moments where, like, basically, anytime Arthur's alive, it's okay to be a person in fantasy. <laughs> like, uh, there's five deity kind of people, Power Ranger superheroes that, like, strangely rule regions. And, I mean, as nice as they were, people do live in fear of their wrath, especially after the Nocturne. So even something like, I feel like in the, what you call it? The wizard era? The magician's era. In the magician's era, anything such as like a, a softball game between the Bada Booms and the Iron Hill Brewers, I don't the know. The Iron Hill Brewers, I think or that was it. Keggers, Keggers. The Keggers, yes, we got there. I think so. Um, it, Even if like that game could break out into like a, a fight, it's not like charging the mound. It's like super powered people battling on a softball field and it becomes very not fun because we always talk about there has to be a difference in eras in fantasy. It can't just be the same. So if this is an era where there's still capital A adventurers, there's still a lot of shitheads, I will say that in this era – um, uh, in the height of the magician era, mascots, the way we know them to be like guardians and protectors, they filled a void that was needed because they needed – these people needed – the towns needed like a symbol other than the people in the magician's era because they were kind of shitty. Yeah, you know what I, mean? I like this. I like, like that a lot. That, it, it came from a need, meaning – it's terrifying. Like, you could watch a game, sure, but, like, if they're casting spells, imagine if someone gets a little silly and decides to throw a fucking meteor at third base. You know, yeah. like, it, it can... I feel like it was very much that, and at the end of the game, the really, really, really strong players who we would know as, like, fantasy tabletop RPG character gods would put the, t- you know, put the field back together, magically uh, uh, transmutate everything back into its place. Ta-da! But if you're an audience member, it would be like watching gods fight. And, like, that's not always the best. That sucks. So I feel like Penny Mudbug being the best from this and walking away created a void and the era of the Five Jewel Crown may have ended. And then, then Penny Mudbug – so I'm just creating a timeline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five Jewel Crown good. shatters, right? Everybody's either dead or, the you know, goes into hiding or disappears. You know, Lumina changes into a different form of existence, whatever – Penny Mudbug walks away from the game almost at the exact same time because the era of magic is kind of like over. That like era of violence and heroes and combat and fantasy tabletop bullshit is ending. Penny Mudbug walks away. The void is the sport kind of slows down. There are periods in the world where sports waver in popularity. This might be the rise of Glub Glub personally. Mm-hmm. And I like then, that. I like that. So the rise of Glub Glub happens. Underwater kind of obstacle course, two people. It's just a duo sport. It becomes so popular as there was a there was a gap to fill in sports. So then I will say that there's still a softball popularity. People are still playing it, but they're not playing it the same way because of, you know, it's I, I feel like people who play softball did it 
therefore in defiance of the five jewel crown style because of all the bad they caused. So this would cause magic to sort of dwindle away from the actual sport until it became no fucking magic. And that's where the ruler really rose to power. I, as I was listening to you break down the history of sport, uh, we have stumbled into my actual favorite uh, piece of sports media. And um, I'm fully leaning into it now. Okay. To the point where there's uh, my brain's going a million miles an hour. We'll talk after recording, but we're in 30 for 30 mode now. <laughs> so here's what we're at. And I think that this is really where the ruler steps like becomes what you've described is like the the atmosphere of uh, like the atmosphere before a storm. Right. Yeah. Because th- softball that's, that's sports, has baby softball has 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 laid dormant. Glub Glub is is catching fire. You're seeing the rise of, you know, new forms of sport like Glub Glub as well as mind. Uh, what is it? Mind over matter? No. What's Mi- the? Yeah. Mind over matter is the circus of misery. Mind show. over mind over matter. Like you're seeing kind of the rise of extreme sport. And also, I think games started becoming a thing like this is where uh, what's it called? Switch. The, the card uh, game. Oh, that you will never explain the rules. <laughs> I think it is it's it's either switch or slice. 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 Thank you. Yeah, this is so where like, slice takes this is where competitive slice shit. takes off. Yeah, this is like if you in the 90s like baseball took a hit for youth cuz everybody wanted to play soccer. And it was something that like baseball the industry was like what the fuck are we going to do, dog? All the kids are playing soccer. Like this happens. This is real life where like societies change and go like, "No, this sucks." Like football right now. Nobody's playing fucking football. And, and what has occurred and like in a lot of those cases, like that's something that occurs in, you know, like you said, that is something that occurs in sports and and the the circumstances are right where like the the spark that that, that starts the thunderstorm is the ruler is you're watching because like you go and you watch a baseball game. It's very much like watching a like watching a bait like it's very like. In this era, like it's a lot, it's it's okay, right? It's, like it's, it's what it's what people who hate the sport now of baseball and softball think. They go, it's fucking boring. Like it's the you can make a real world comparison to people watch the base sports now and go, this is fucking boring. Especially if they used to cast fucking laser beams and supersonic yeah. speed spells. By comparison, it would be so boring. And then in the middle of that, one player like walks, and I'm thinking specific. This is this is Jeff pulling on. Uh, like a uh, uh, professional wrestling, very specifically, like this is a thing that occurred with uh, like with Bill Goldberg in the 90s. OK, a guy showed up and just speared somebody immediately. <laughs> he showed up the next week, speared somebody immediately. And he's a big jack dude. And suddenly, like immediately, you start fucking taking notice. And you and as uh, a famous wrestler was quoted as saying when in the documentary, you start tuning in on you start tuning in on Monday night to see him fucking see him fucking knock down some cans. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly what is it happening. Is, you here. watch you watch this very non perform like very non uh, like show person-y, like very like lack of a performance uh unremarkable per like per like a uh, player step up right yeah like no personality it's not a personality contest it's just fucking sport. they walk up and the middle edge and it just goes the ball is just gone and there and there's there's a moment of like uh what the fuck did we just watch yeah what like, the how fuck did, did we just watch how did we because I'm, I'm gonna say that after the magician era the softball was like the worst you've ever seen. Yeah, it would yeah. be like, imagine getting a bunch of eight year olds and being like, here, you don't know how to play this sport. Do it because they're using, not using magic. Oh my God. It'd be horrible. So in comes this monster of a, of a person smashes one out of the park. It would be like seeing someone dunk for the first time. You'd be like, but how, like, how did they, how did they do that? Especially without a spell. How do you jump without, do you have magic shoes? And I feel like that's where the bat comes in. Yeah. Is people, this is where the mythology behind the sword of the ruler comes, where for a long time, I feel like some people would say, like, some people are, oh my God, you know, hold on, let me think of this. Uh, Some people are saying like, oh yeah, you know, the ruler only did that because of the sword. That was what gave them the power. Some Mm -hmm. say that the the sword was cursed. Some say it was blessed with magic. Some say it was just a beat up piece of wood or metal. 
no one will ever know. And this is where the the fun kind of begins of the mythology of the ruler. Yeah. Is it a metal bat? Is it a, is it a blunt? Is it, Jeff, I will say, a blunt sword or spear that they That's use sick. to hit this fucking, is it like a, is it a sword? That's sick. A good blunt. Uh, you know what it is? I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say it is, um, I'm thinking of Wonder Bat. I'm thinking of Homer's homemade bat and like the lightning bolts on it. And I'm thinking of like, I think it is a, it is a metal aluminum bat that has been that like the handle of it, like has, um, like the hilt of a sword on it. Like it's been Ooh. very clearly like stylized to look like a sword. Okay. I like that a it, lot. It is there. Like they, 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 they turned it into an art object and it's like the only piece of performance in their entire persona is that they have like lovingly crafted this sword. And I'm going to say it's because they're a little bit of like a craft nut. You know what I mean? I was like, about to say, <laughs> this, this is where we can get into the nitty gritty of who this person is because if this happened, if someone crafted the sword of the ruler and it's the bottom of it looks like a sword, the top of it is an aluminum bat, right? Which is essentially like a thin tube. Um, they made it, which means they prepared for this moment where they were going to start playing softball and bring something new to the table. You know yeah. what I mean? Like this is someone who was preparing for this moment. It wasn't random happenstance. So I want to know what were they preparing for? Why did they get ready? Who are they? Like what was their deal? Why did they do this? Was it okay? Sorry, go ahead. No, no. I have an answer to I have an answer to why they did they get ready, and it, it, it's telling me a little bit about who this character is, who this person is. They got ready for this moment, right? They got ready because they knew that they weren't a performer, right? Like we talk about Penny Mudbug, right? In the Magician's era, Penny Mudbug is like the star of stars. He's also a character. You know what I mean? And that's part of the magic itself, right? Is that like yeah. alongside the larger than life magic is larger than life characters, is personas, is a shrimp, a shrimp person that's also Matthew McConaughey. Like, yeah, it's very like they're 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 larger than life personalities. They're magic. This is a person who is like, I'm damn good at softball. Maybe the best there's ever been. But I can't be fucking that. I don't want to be that. That sucks. This is this is a purist. I feel like this is someone who loves the sport. And they're like and 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 this one this making this bat, making this sword is like it's it's they are not someone who wants the spot. They're not someone doing this to be a celebrity. They are doing and and this is their like their way of being like I'm going to like I'm going to have to put on a little bit of a show by the nature of the sport, but like I am here to play the game. And if me making this sword alone in my bedroom gets people off of my back so I can hit the ball, I'll play the part. But like, I don't want to go on an interview later. And if you interview them later, it's I yeah, I, I hit the ball. I don't know what you want me to say. Can I can I make a big pitch? Hit me. The reason why they prepared this. And you said they're a crafty person, right? Mm -hmm. I will say that this is a halfling just because sure, it's been a it. while. This is a halfling. They were noticing that once Penny Mudbug walked away and the age of the magician ended, magician ball, and we were in this weird, empty space, um, perhaps in, even in fantasy, it could be called like the dead ball era because like baseball and softball kind of sucked. Like it was just bad and weird and boring. People were trying to bring magic back without saying people were trying to cheat. Cheating became a thing in, in softball. What I'm trying to pitch is, in a roundabout way, does the sword of the ruler actually negate magic and make it an even playing field? So it's like the best player wins when this thing is like on the field. Is it not just a stick? Does it also have something in it that like, you know, makes... And by because we're talking about players who change the game by setting an example, is this someone who's like, I'm going to like bring this thing this this relic bat to this sport. And when you show up, I'm going to beat the brakes off your team using it because you won't be able to cheat because we don't fucking do that anymore. I am pulling on this like taffy. I'm, I'm making the hand motions of pulling taffy. Because <laughs> like what I want to propose, I want to build off of that even further. Because like eventually my answer is like eventually, yes, absolutely. Because like, if somebody is good at something at the level that we're describing this, that we're describing the ruler at being, absolutely, eventually there's going to be magic. And what I want to propose is 
there is a sub era. The immediate response to I have Aaron, I have a name. Okay. Is this can is the is the name of this character Kern the Ruler Ketling? Fuck. Kern the Ruler. Short for Colonel. Of course, Colonel. <laughs> K-E-R-N. Kern the Ruler Ketling, like Kettle Cooked Popcorn. <laughs> Kern the Ruler Ketling changed the game by what? Just being really focusing on like the actual just fundamentals being of so the sport. So <laughs> phenomenally good that they just came in in an era where there really wasn't magic being deployed and obliterated it. And how and what I want to propose is that there's a sub era and this is where the magic of the sword comes in because there's because you're so good at something for so long. Eventually, a magic takes shape. Mm. People don't respond to Kern by just getting better at softball. No, they respond by and I think it is even non magic like it's not even necessarily magical cheating at first. They respond by cheating. Yeah, because, I mean, it's it'd be something where Kern is so good at this sport. Kern is like dominating. Like Kern hits four home runs a game. Four. Yeah. Kern is like if you hit the ball anywhere, Kern's catching it. They're a monster. <laughs> like it's it's very much Bugs Bunny. It's where like Bugs Bunny plays the whole team in that one cartoon. Uh-huh. That is that is Kern. Kern the just obli- they're just obliterating. Yeah. And there is a sense like an immediate response of like. And in fact, um, this is known as the there's the magician's era. This is the it segues into the bastards era because Kern hits the scene and no one can react to Kern. Kern Ketling is just they're the ruler. They are the best in the the best on the field. And so people are like, all right, well, then I got to like it's it's the it's the sports montage of like, well, then I got to fucking start putting glue on my ball so it gets stuck to their bat so that they don't get as like you know what i mean like oh, doing yeah. like you, you have to and that is where the magic emerges is it is very literally like it eventually evolves into being able to negate full-on magical effects yeah because it starts out as like i'm going to make it that if if you put you know slippery tar on a baseball or on the softball so that like it slides off my bat and into the catcher's hand i'm gonna hit it so hard that that tar lights on fire and i shoot it out of the park like it's a sense of like i'm going to undo your attempts at non-magical trickery to undermine my raw my raw softball talent and eventually that evolves into i this is so powerful that you could bring magic to me and i will still find a way to to match it it's like a battle of wills almost. If, yeah. if will, if magic is will take shape as it kind of is in our world, mm-hmm. it is that it's uh, Kern's will is so strong that like it just overpowers the magic of people trying to cheat. And the thing, and so it, and the thing it, it that would they, feel like this anti gravity aura almost, you know. Yeah. And 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 the way that they're exerting that will is saying the thing that matters is playing the fucking game. Like it's not it, nothing else. It is it is playing the game and. You see that magic take shape in the only way that I can describe it is like if you are in the stands, if you are in the stands, the field and the game itself gets Ken Burnsified. Ken Burns? Yeah, Ken Burns base Ken Burns baseball. You know the documentary? Uh-uh. I'm a bad sports. I I have become a sports ball person in the fact that I just like watching it in person. <laughs> Ken Burns baseball. Uh, you would actually, I think, really love it. Like it is, um, a documentary series. It's a documentary, a very famous documentary series that traces the history of baseball. Oh, that's dope. It goes from like it goes from the you know the 1840s to basically the 70s and 80s and 90s. Like it is a full on and. It's very famous. It's a very satireable uh, documentary. He also did documentaries about the Civil War that are very similar of like uh, like a lot of what you see as satire of documentary is making fun of Ken Burns documentaries very specific. A lot of okay. like slow pans over photos, a little bit of Vaseline over the, the lens. So it gets this kind of ethereal glow. OK. And you feel that in real time as like you just feel your like it it because that is that is the rulers. That is how the ruler feels about softball. And you and that emanates out and takes hold in the space that they are playing. And it undoes the trickery. It undoes the magic. It is just when they are on the field, when someone is holding the the sword of the ruler the lights go down and the magic goes down with it and it is it is pitcher and batter on the res- on their respective plates 
I love it very much because you've almost created some kind of baseball or softball Excalibur mm-hmm. where like whoever holds it kind of you're you're playing by the old fashioned rules. Like yeah. If like 10,000 years have passed by and God only knows what kind of softball they're playing in fantasy. If someone either, hmm, is it a style of sport or is it something you pull out and then it's like, oh no, guess we're playing that way now. You know what I mean? But I would say, okay, no, here's the twist on that then. If we say that magic is a battle of wills, you have to truly believe in it. Oh, yeah. It has to be something like you can't just pull it out, bring it to your game, and all of a sudden it turns off all magical effects. No, it is, it is a school, it is a school, and it is a school of play and a school of practice and a school of performance. It is specifically like you feel like it is it is a it is a school of play and in the same way that like in the same way that like street ball is a school of play in terms mm-hmm. of like basketball if you are if you are if you like that is if that is how you like how you play that is you have to learn to be very good at that style of play like ruler style is very specific it's called ruler's court ruler's Fuck. court play is is the baseball as we know it in this environment where all of the factors that would mitigate play get magically washed away by the will of the people playing it. Okay, I love that very fucking much because it's very much um, like I could use Mark McGuire's bat. I, I, I could use Derek Jeter's bat. I'm not hitting a motherfucking home run with no. it. You know, so it's not about the sword of the ruler. It's very much like a symbol of a thing that like almost... I almost think of it as like uh, a traditional paladin-esque where like if you put like, you know, it's it's almost like a deity. Like, you know, yeah. you could channel its power can be channeled into you. And like it's almost like a magic talisman. You know, you can draw a power from it. Yeah. Is that does that work? I like that. I love that a lot. And it's it's that's the idea is like it is it is built on you got it's you got to believe it is built on. You have to have the will and the the heart. You got to have heart. Gotta have heart gotta, skip. Gotta, oh, gotta have heart skip. Gotta have heart skip. And, and, like what you're describing too is like in in how magic works in our world, where something becomes magical with with story and with belief and with energy put into something. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be very much this thing. It becomes this if as as the sport takes shape and changes because of Kern. Kern, what's la- Kern's last name? Ketling. Kern Ketling's style and Kern Ketling's rejection. Of like, no, we're not going back to that right now. Like, not right now, no, at least. We're, we can't no, we're playing the game. That. We're playing yeah, the game. Because what Current was saying was like, y'all were not there. Like I like maybe Kern was little during the 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 magician era mm-hmm. and saw like you don't know what it was like to sit in the stands and not know if you'd be like honestly obliterated because like it was reckless it was stupid if we're channeling the Arthur energy it was very lackadaisical it was very you know you don't really care it's very whatever but we're talking about super powered people casting lightning bolts it would be like, yeah, it was it was stressful. It it was not fun. There was very little focus on the actual game. When Penny Mudbug walked away, it affected Kern in a way of like, wow, something needs to fucking change. And I I want to be I want to be like I don't want to play that if that's what we're playing. So I guess I'll have to like basically I'm taking my toys and going home, but I'm gonna bring back something better. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a rejection of being. Uh, you know, uh, violent, being dangerous, being di- disrespectful and, and putting the audience's lives in danger. And I will say that um, ruler style has an emphasis, although the ruler is not this charismatic showbow, you know, not some like, you know, throwing chalk up in the air and everybody goes crazy kind of thing. There is a focus on the crowd. There's a focus on like mentoring young people who want to learn the sport. It's very, it's about community. It's, it's everything that the magician era was not. Yeah. It, it's, it's not this showman thing for the sake of, you know, each, cause I feel like the, the magician era was a bit of a pissing contest in terms of softball. Oh yeah. Where it was like, who's the strongest wizard wins? Nothing about the sport. They were bad. This is someone who is saying, Kern is therefore saying, Ruler style is going to be well. This comes after obviously Kern is gone. They call it ruler style, but ruler style is all about playing the game, being kind, sportsmanship, like the kind of what you and I know is like it's it's what sports they could be at their best, but rarely are. Yeah, yeah. you know, like these they could be battles fought 
with positivity, though, behind everything and respect to each other, to the rules and everybody's kind, that's what I feel like ruler style is. And so kind of Kern had to weed out all the bastards during the bastard era to make way for the ruler era. Yeah, and it yeah. pretty much mean like if if I feel like it started out slow where initially Kern is just beating the shit out of all the bastard teams, you know, winning, winning, winning. But after a while, they would either have to fall in line or stop playing the fucking game. Yeah. And I think where I kind of want to, like, we'll take a little bit of time to, like, get to know Kern as a person. But, like, where I want to, like, end the the sports discussion. Yes. Uh, listeners, thank you for writing for, like, an hour of just detailed, like, uh, like sports talk. Sports talk yeah. radio. But, I mean, honestly, though, if your fantasy world doesn't have recreational stuff inspired by society, baby, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you know, all of our entertainment is inspired by the current world around us. Mm-hmm. That's art. That's art, toots. Sports is a game, whether you like it or not. It's a fucking game. It's a game. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the where the sport, like I think the end of the sport is that like um, two things kind of occur. Like, I think that rulers court softball still gets played. Yeah, but kind of the ruler era ends when it's kind of the natural progression, right? Like, there's probably another athlete who we who will either explore in a future episode or we won't. But like, there is like a moment where the game changes again, right? Like what we've described is magic entering back into softball in a very different form where it's this it's this it's this centering of play and it's this heightening of emotion eventually somebody's going to hit a ball and it's going to shoot a lightning bolt oh i dig it's the it's the fusion of both it's the and that's the thing is the, as it becomes it becomes rather than i am using magic to magic to show off and to cover my weaknesses and to like exert my will and show that i'm the stronger person it's just people who are playing at such a high level playing at such expertise that the magic comes with them. And that's where that Goku, that's where that Goku Dragon Ball Z baseball episode energy comes in. And that is the, that is the, uh, what do we want to call it? What's the, what's the name of that era? That I will say is, hmm. Because it's the modern era of fantasy. Yeah. That's where we always talk about like everybody's nice, pretty much. What we usually focus on in the show it's called the glow era. The glow era is very good. It, it's this idea that they're still playing the game, but there's this subtle glow of magic that you know is there and it doesn't distract you. It doesn't take away. And there are times where it will like explode, right? Like yeah. there are times yeah. where it will like, you know, there's I'm thinking of uh, <laughs> we're, we're pulling a lot on the Simpsons softball episode because it's very good. And it's a very, very good, good reference point. There are times where Daryl Strawberry will take off into the air and like like come down like 30 seconds later. Like there are times where somebody will just blast off into the sky. There are times where somebody will, you know, hit a ball and it will like like crackle with lightning, like these magical effects. But they are flowing from play. They like they blend with play. They come with play. That is it is just an it is just what happens when somebody is playing at such a high level that magic extremely like takes over and that is sort of what the glow era is defined by it is in the same way that penny mudbug couldn't play for shit in the ruler era yeah the honest truth is that is that kern ketling probably wouldn't be able to keep up in the glow era like oh, hell just, no. No, it's just all. it's the changing nature of the game and that's kind of what is beautiful about it as a sport is that like it will just change Change. over time and that like what defines somebody in one era will like will not like is not the same qualities that would make someone a great player in another era it's a living breathing thing fantasy softball and real sports honestly evolve in the same way um and it reflects on the time and it reflects on society and it reflects by the players that define it who who live in said society and are inspired by the past it's a cool like living breathing document and I just love the idea that it's it's changed into something, the glow era. And it's also like a cute thing where it's about like the the warmth of smiles in the audience. For the first time, there's people watching the game again. I feel like during the, the ruler era, no one watched. It was mm-hmm. just these battles of people like fighting these battles of wills. It was very much more what we think of as like a fight, yeah. you know, or like street street softball where like it's not for the crowd. But the glow era, it becomes very much about the community again. 
That's great. That rules. I love this very much. This kicked um, ass. This, this went this, so many yeah, directions. I'm so happy with this. I'm very happy with the Legend of Kern, and I like the idea personally that we don't fucking know that much about Kern, because ain't that always the way with legendary sports people? You barely fucking know them. Now, I have one question. Yeah. We have, uh, this is a quick shout out, uh, at patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. You huh. can enter your uh, patron questions into our AMFC character questionnaire, and they will ask them to help flesh out a little bit of our character. Hell yeah. Um, there is, we have two questions here from Gaz, and they have asked, um, I'm looking at the two questions. There is one question I want to ask here about, like, about the ruler. And it's a little bit of a sideways question, and I want you, but I want you to tell me about it. What's the best coffee shop in Iron Deep? Oh. After they, after they have retired, after they have walked away, tell me about the coffee shop that they run. Oh my God. In Iron Deep, a place we've never discovered, a place we've Correct. never discussed. We can talk about it another time, but just like, it's a, it's a, it's a place far away from all of the other places. I have a thought on this, actually. Um, the reason why there's so much bitterness from Kern the ruler is when they were young and they had to watch games during the magician era, they had to travel far, far, far from the town of Iron Deep, which is in, I will say, in the region of Iron Hill. Sure. It's nowhere near the main stadium of like the capital city, Iron Hill. And so they traveled so far. I feel like this is a it was quite a trek for like a kid to make to see this game. And. At this game was when, like, something bad happened. Even if it was, like, I think, oh, I have it. They, a foul ball was hit, and Kern went to catch it. And, you know, you have has their glove up. And one of the players, like, teleports to the ball and causes this collision. And it was the subtlest thing. I don't want to create this scenario of, like, violence against children. But it was, like, a sports accident. But it was the way that the player got up and didn't even acknowledge Kern. That kind of like it, it inspired them to be bigger and better than them. And so in that town, in Iron Deep, the town they call home is a sports coffee shop that they now run where you can go. And it's, it's almost like the what I would say is like the Baseball World Series, the Little League World mm -hmm. Series. What Aaron meant was the Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame where you can go and learn about the evolution of this sport. Like, I want to imagine this entire episode is a, a guided tour by Kern walking us through the different eras as we got to the glow era. And this is where, like, you get a cup of coffee. This is where you get some history. You watch the game on the TV. You know, you hang out with people. It's a, it's, is it a baseball coffee shop? And it's the best damn one in Iron Deep. And it's called... It's got to be something coffee and something uh, softball. It's called the bean ball. It's called the bean ball. <laughs> I love it a lot. It's the bean ball cafe. <laughs> the bean ball cafe uh, is the, the logo best is like shop. a cartoon softball player being hit in the gut with a baseball. Yep. But, but the baseball is, of course, a coffee bean. And they're of like course. they're like doubled over with like kind of the bug eyes. Yep. The bean ball is, cafe. <laughs> that's the bean ball cafe. What's the second question, Jeff? <laughs> uh, well, uh, no, we'll save the second question for another time. But Ooh. like, like that was to me uh, what I wanted. And well, here's my closing note for you, because yeah. that tells me a little bit about them. That tells me a little bit about this person. The the other thing that I want to note is our. I want to go back to our prompt. It's uh, the sword's got a dull edge. Let me read it verbatim. I, I'm coming back to our quote. This sword is brittle. It can't hold an edge. It won't let you use any magic. But it's the sword of a ruler is the plaque that is underneath the original ruler wow. sword that hangs over the bar like right like right like you walk in the first thing you see is that bat yeah on a glass rack that little plaque underneath it that is signed by Kern the ruler Ketling uh, and that is like the the mark of the beanball cafe is like is the all of the history of baseball or of softball as a sport all of the all of the the, the details of, of history, it's all wrapped up in there. And that that is the plaque in the center of this cafe that as you learn about the history of the of the sport. And that's how people describe Kern. The sword is like today. The sword is brittle. It can't hold an edge, but it's still the sword of a ruler. That that sword, it's the sword of a ruler. It's not it's not what it's it, it's old. It's old. It's brittle. But like. I watched I watched uh, I watched a ruler swing that swing that bad and that's a, that's a wrap
That's a wrap. Damn. What a good sports episode. Thank you so much, King and Commoner. I know you weren't expecting that direction, but here we are. If you'd like to submit a prompt of our own, your own to, to make our own to our podcast, there's a lot of ways you can do it. And Jeff, can you tell the people at home? I sure can. You can tweet at us uh, as long as that's still a fucking thing at uh, AMFC underscore podcast using the hashtag fantasy children. You can post them to our Facebook page, but don't at facebook.com slash all my fantasy children. You can email them to us at all my fantasy children at gmail.com or swiftwindsays at gmail.com. Um, or you can go to bit.ly slash AMFC discord and post them in the prompt submission channel. Or if you if you leave us a post on Patreon at patreon.com slash all my fantasy children, we'll see it there as well. You will. And it's a great way to support the show. Keep the lights running. Keep the episodes a flowing and keep and you can submit cool things to the show to uh, add some more details to these characters and storylines. That's right. You can uh, submit questions through our character questionnaire. We're going to be we will we'll be running polls for where future episodes are set. Little tiny world details, just little pieces. If you'd like to add a little bit of a contribution to the show beyond submitting a prompt via any of those lovely ways that we mentioned earlier. This is a way to support the show and also add a little bit extra collaborative touch to a given episode. And you can find Boom. that at patreon.com slash allmyfantasychildren. Hell yeah. Jeff has a second podcast that you should be listening to. Tell him about it, Jeff. Party of One is an award-winning actual play podcast focused on two-player role-playing experiences. Every week, I sit down with a friend. We play a two-player role-playing game. We share some laughs. Maybe a few tears. We have a really good time. New episodes every week at partyofonepodcast.com. I can't wait for the one year where it's just maybe a few beers because you <laughs> sit in a bar recording this, just <laughs> crushing fucking beers. This is not going to knock down some cans. <laughs> just knocking them back. That's our live sports radio episode. It's just we're knocking <laughs> back, taking listener calls. That'd be sick as fuck, actually. <laughs> oh, God. Um... All My Fantasy Children is proud to be a part of the Moonshot Podcast Network. Ahem. Wacky danky do. Let's go to the moon. Ha <laughs> ha. Moonshot. I, the moon I have started doing <laughs> Conan O'Brien's dance from that episode of The Simpsons. <laughs> Only I may dance. <laughs> But the Moonshot Pod Podcast Network is home to far out people with far out ideas, and it's where we call home because it's where MFC belongs, where you can be free to create your wild imaginations, bring them into whatever form you like, streams, audio, all sorts of stuff, put it on the internet, and you have the support of some amazing, amazing creators who make their own stuff. It's a sick network. It's a great group of people. I'm really excited. I really am happy to be on the network. Every time like a project gets launched, I get excited. It's just a good network. I, I was just lucky enough to be on the hyperfixation. Uh, we recorded me talking, re-ranting about my love of Final Fantasy and my problems with some of the titles. At me, I don't like Final Fantasy IX. Um, and it's an amazing show. Go to listen to the hyperfixation. It's just a, it's a platform. It's basically the uh, uh, beginning of our show with like what what's making you excited it's really, this week. It rules. It truly just is like a person talking about they love for an hour. And that it's is the awesome. sickest thing in the world. I love it. So go listen to that. Go listen to everything at what? Moonshotpod.com? Moonshotpods.com. Boom. Um, a verbal hug this week. Um, chase your joy. Like, truly, like, so much of this episode was Aaron and I chasing, like, our love, uh, Aaron's love of, or, or life law, like, Aaron's childhood love of softball, my, my new passion for, for baseball and sport, and, like, giddily playing in that space, like, give yourself space to play and to chase those sources of joy, because, like, that is where... This is a really special episode, and that is where those really special episodes and moments are really going to come shine, is when you give yourself space, whether you are making something, whether you are working something, if, you, if you're just doing it for no one but you, just like just give yourself that space to play because it is the most beautiful and special thing you can do. Damn. Um, that was a good one. For me, it's uh, it's okay to revisit some things that you have left behind as long as you do it with uh, your current self. As long as you don't go back to who you were when things might have been crappy and you were enjoying that thing, sometimes, you know, stop on by like a sport or something that you did, revisit it as an adult with a fresh pair of eyes and a fresh joy in your heart, and it might uh, reinvigorate your passion for certain things. Yeah. That's all. 100%. Um, and is that all we do on this podcast? I believe that's all we do. So until next time, good, good night, night and good game. game.
The great part of making history is getting to tell people I was there. And now the heartbreaking part of making history is having to tell the people <laughs> that you were there. <laughs> Unless you're a diehard softball fan of a particular age, you might not know the name Balrog Kincaid. But he was a prominent pitcher in the days after the Magic Band, and he was there on the day that softball changed. Here's how he tells it. You know, it's the third inning, you know, not a game that anybody's gonna think about again. And honestly, in those days, that was a lot of the games. Not a lot of people there. And this halfling kid walks up, a little kid, and I remember laughing, because I remember thinking, this kid, they belong in the little leagues, you know? <laughs> not because they were short, because they were young. I mean, when I was a kid, you know, you went to the game, not because it was a fun thing to do, because you weren't gonna see a great game. You went because, you know, you had some time and it was a way to pass the afternoon. Ezra Brown's hair is a sports commentator considered by many to be the modern matriarch of the sport of softball and a lore keeper of the history of the sport. And you know, so when this little kid comes up to play, <laughs> they got a homemade bat no less, you know, we're not exactly paying a lot of attention. And so I wind up, I pitch like I've done a million times before, and then we see them swing and then suddenly we're paying attention. And I remember watching the ball fly. And I remember thinking in that moment, standing on that mound, it's a different sport now. This is it. You're listening to Moon Crescent Public Radio, and this is The Ruler and the Magic Sword, the latest installment of 400 for 400, sports stories from across the world of fantasy. I'm Cole Mudbug, your host and narrator. 